Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm joined by senior on the Syracuse women's lacrosse team, Natalie Smith. As a sophomore, Natalie played in all 21 games, starting in four. Uh, she recorded a career high in points, goals, and assists in her 13 ground, po- ground balls and seven cause turnovers, and 12 draw controls were also career highs for her at that point in her career. Um, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, everything's great. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm super excited to get the chance to talk to you as I'm a big fan of your game and your team. Um, so how was your summer? How was your summer? And did you do anything interesting, whether it was lacrosse related or not? Yeah, um, I actually had an internship this summer. So here at Syracuse, I'm in the business school. So we're required to have an internship before we graduate. So I had a 10 week internship with Wells Fargo, where I was working basically nine to five, Monday through Friday, which was definitely um, a different experience. So I definitely had to change my schedule for working out and including lacrosse into that. And yeah, it was just a lot of fun, but very busy. What'd you do in that internship, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so I'm a triple E major here, which is entrepreneurship and and emerging enterprises and I'm also a real estate major so I was trying to find something that kind of balanced that so I did design and construction for Wells Fargo which was like a bunch of different um, projects and a lot of different things that I got to experience so mostly real estate. Now what were some things that you worked on to get ready for fall ball which is almost about to start in in almost a month and how did you sort of balance that with your internship schedule? Yeah, I definitely think I made it a point to make sure I was getting into the gym um, or getting to the field. You know, it's different things. So making sure I'm keeping up with my conditioning so I didn't really like get out of shape. Um, I do a lot of repetition of like the dodges I like to do, uh, a lot of footwork and agility and just making sure that I'm staying fit and I should be doing what I'm doing. Now, I'm not sure what the NCAA rules are like, but when do you guys like officially start practicing as a team and What are some things that you guys do as a team to get ready for the upcoming season? Yeah, so here at Syracuse, we all have to get our physicals through the school before we can actually start playing. So that should be happening like this week. Once everyone is done, once the freshmen are like acclimated, we'll usually start with like some strength and conditioning stuff just to get everyone together, get everyone on the same speed again. And then we'll be in eight hour weeks. And then eventually in like two or three weeks or so, we'll go up to 20 hour weeks. So that's usually when we're lifting three times a week, practice every day, you know, getting into the swing of things. Um, In October, we have a couple fall ball play days. So this is where either we'll travel somewhere or another team will come to us and we'll just get to scrimmage, you know, try out different lines, mix up the group of people and just see how we look for the fall. And then we'll move on to the spring. And it's kind of crazy to believe, but you're a senior this year. So as a senior, what type of leadership do you want to bring to the team? And would you consider yourself a vocal leader, or lead by example type of player? Um, I definitely think I'm both. I'm not um, the quietest person, but I definitely think I like to lead by example. I think everything is taken better once you see it happening rather than just hearing it. So I think like something for me, I really try to work hard each day and give everything I can to show the girls that are younger than me and the girls my grade and even the girls above me that like it is competitive you know you gotta work harder and push each other to do everything because if they see me doing that hopefully they'll be like wow like I should also be working pretty hard. Now for next season what are your team's goals and expectations? I think uh 
it's probably to win, you know, win national championship. It's a dream of mine. I know it's a dream that I share with many of my teammates. It's the end goal. You know, we want to be playing on that last weekend in May, and we want to be the first team to win it for Syracuse. And you guys have come so close in the past three years, so I know you're super hungry uh, to make that dream come true. Yeah, definitely. So let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your lacrosse career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. So uh, doing research on yourself, it says you're from Port Washington, New York. Uh, talk about growing up there and how you start playing lacrosse. Yeah, um, I think lacrosse, specifically on Long Island, that's where Port Washington is, has really grown over the years. And I think it really started from when I was younger because it was that hot new sport that every kid wanted to play. Um, my sister started before me. She's three years older than me. So she really just showed me how to do it. And she would get me in the backyard and we'd be playing against each other. And I just fell in love with the sport. I um, definitely did like a couple other sports as a kid, but I think lacrosse was the one that I really felt the most passionate about. And I could see myself taking it far. far. So um, yeah, I just did that. I was doing the PAL leagues when I was in middle school. Then I moved up to elementary and I just kept joining club teams and it just took off from there. Now, who are some of your favorite players and teams that you like to watch growing up? Growing up, I would have to say Kayla Trainer. Um, I loved watching Selena Lasota and Shannon Smith. They were Northwestern and Nicole Levy from Syracuse. Now, before college, you played for St. Anthony's High School. Uh, talk about your high school lacrosse experience uh, there and what did you take away from it? Yeah, going to St. Anthony's was definitely a very different experience than if I had to stay in Port Washington. Um, St. Anthony's is just a different school. I think it's a Catholic school that shows you how to present yourself correctly and the sports programs are just always up and coming. It's definitely a team that everyone is always trying to get better, which I think has really helped me where I am today. You know, everyone is very competitive and you're all fighting for a spot considering everyone's coming from different towns, different areas on Long Island. So everyone's there to play. And it just shows that you can't just walk in and expect to be the best. You know, it's always someone that's going to push you better and make you like want to be better, you know. And when you look back on your sort of high school career, what's like the best memory you have with St. Anthony's? I think winning the national or the Catholic championship. That was just a great day. Um, it was my first time ever doing it. So I definitely will always remember that. And how did your high school uh, lacrosse experience sort of help prepare you for college? Mm -hmm. um, I think it was really about the different type of people that went there. Uh, when I graduated, I think I had six or seven girls that were going D1. And it was also just somewhere I could learn. I think every person on that team all had different talents and different ways of doing things. So it was really helpful to see that and see where I can improve, where I can be doing this instead of that and learning. And it was just a really good way to grow my game and see that this is all just going to continue into college. So let's talk about your recruitment process now. Uh, so what was that like for yourself and when did Syracuse reach out and what made Syracuse the place for you to attend school versus other places you might have looked at? Yeah, so I started looking at Syracuse when I was in ninth grade. It was very young, um, but that was kind of normal back then. So I was talking to them. I was talking to a couple other schools, but 
being in ninth grade, I knew I just didn't want to make a decision yet. I think it was just very early. I was still not really sure of if I was making the right decision because I was just so young. I didn't know where I was going to be in four years. So the rule had come out that you couldn't graduate or you couldn't commit till junior year, September 1st. So I was like, you know what, let me take the time to really think about this, make the pros and cons lists of each school, give everyone an option. And then finally, September 1st came around and I found myself back at Syracuse and I just came back here and I just knew that this is where I was supposed to be. It was the first school I looked at in the last. So I think it was just um, almost like it was like going to be my path. Like I found myself a family here and I'm so happy here and I'm glad I made that decision. And as a freshman, what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse? Um, I would probably say the speed of the game and the physicality, you know, in high school, it's not always so easy to play good defense because you're making too much contact and the ball is always kind of getting slowed down. But like in college, it was just a whole different experience. You know, people are running by you, hitting you like it's just so much more fun. <laughs> now, you mentioned at the beginning of this interview that Kayla Trainer was one of your favorite players growing up. So what's it like being coached by her and what have you learned under her so far in your three years uh, with the Orange? Yeah, it's been amazing to play for Coach Trainer. Um, I never thought I would be in this position where I would be able to learn from one of the people that I looked up to most when I was a kid. I think she's not only helped the program grow, but she's personally helped me evolve as a player. I'm definitely taking a lot more chances than I would have. And I think she's just showing me all the opportunities that I have in front of me and really pushing me to be the best player I can be. So as a freshman, your team made it all the way to the national championship game and lost to Boston College. What did you take away from that tournament run? And even though you lost that game, what did you just take away from the experience of being in the national championship game and sort of how did you use that game moving forward in your collegiate career? I definitely think that experience is something that I will never Never forget for the rest of my life just the energy the crowd everything about that weekend was amazing other than losing but it was just amazing it was just something that a freshman never thought they would experience and something that I think moving forward I always remember is after losing obviously it's not the best feeling in the world and the amount of support and the way that my team had come together was incredible and I just think it just shows how much family matters and you know we spend countless hours a year all together and it really just shows that like these girls are going to be there for you when you are hurt and that's the time to come together you know so I think it just shows going forward how important it is to make your team a family and believe it and want to love each other and play for each other. So in between your freshman and sophomore year you improved a lot individually what would you say is like the biggest improvement you've made to your game throughout your collegiate career with Syracuse so far? Yeah, um, I definitely think I made a huge jump going from freshman to sophomore year from playing in about five games or six games to playing all of them. I think one motto I had was to never give up. You know, I believe that I was here for a reason and I was not going to stop working until I got on the field. Um, so with that, it's just doing repetition of skills, you know, being the best at one certain thing or 
trying new things and seeing what works for you, what doesn't work for you, studying how other girls move and trying that out. You know, a lot of girls these days, they watch players like Charlotte North and they all want to be Charlotte North, but you have to practice, you know, you have to learn how to make those movements. And that's what I basically did going into sophomore year. I wanted to be the best person I could be. And I just never stopped working. And one thing I admire about your game is how versatile you are. Um, So my question is, how do you balance which parts of your game that you work on? Like, for example, one day, do you focus more on offense than defense? And then the next day, it's more of a defensive drills that you're doing versus offense. I'm just curious about that, because I think as a midfielder, the more versatile you are and the more of a two-way player you are, the better um, player that you become. And I feel like that's sort of what has made you such a great player as you've gone on throughout your time with Syracuse. Yeah, thank you. Um, I definitely think for me personally, being a midfielder, I like to almost keep them a little separate at times. I think in game situation, I don't try to focus specifically on mixing them as much as making sure my head is in the right space. So when I'm on defense, I'm focused on defense and what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I'm on offense, I'm focused on the plays, who I'm on, where I'm marked up. Because I think it's really important to not let what I do on offense affect me on defense. Because then I think it's just going to mess up the whole team vibe. Where I think it does matter mixing the two is in that transition between the 30s. I think midfielders have a great opportunity to help gel the defense and the offense, but they have to know when to do that. So for me personally, I think after a game, I'll say, you know what, I could have done this better. I could have made more contact on her on defense. So in practice, I'll go correlate when we're doing like an OD divide to make sure that I'm doing what I want to practice, you know, and really just keeping them separate until I need to make them together. Since this is the draw control podcast, how do you work on your draw control strategies? And when you're in the circle, you don't have to reveal all your secrets, but (laughs) at least give some sort of insight of like how you work on that part of your game. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So being a circle player is definitely um, a lot of mind for me. I think mentally, I always remind myself that each draw is a new draw you know, it's it's good to remember the tendencies of the opposite draw taker and her tells and pick up on stuff like that. But remembering that you have to refocus each draw and stay focused until that whistle blows and the ball's in the air and seeing if you could get in front of your player, seeing just everything. It's important to read your draw taker, the opponent, the girl you're next to, just everything about that. So I think staying focused and refreshing your mind a couple of times. Now, you play in the HCC, which, in my opinion, is the best conference um, in women's (laughs) lacrosse. Uh, So talk about what it's like being a part of the ACC and just the competition that you face each game. Yeah, I think it's definitely some of the hardest competition. It's a very competitive league compared to some of the others. Um, And I think just going into each game, you have to remember that it's a fight. You're not going to just walk into the ACC and win each game because you're Syracuse. No, like that's not our motto. We all work very hard each game to stay on top and become successful. And we work together as a team to do that. And we remind each other that it's okay to mess up, just, you know, keep fighting and hopefully we'll win at the end. And Syracuse has been one of the best teams in the country over the last few seasons, especially since you've been there. So how does your team sort of maintain that consistency, especially during the regular season? but also handle the pressure of being a top-ranked team every year because you know there's always going to be a target on your back no matter which team you face. Yeah, I think just remembering who we play for and why we do it and 
most importantly, like always pushing each other to be better. I think no one, no one cannot get better. Everyone can always do something to improve their game. And I think that's really important specifically for us to remind ourselves of that and really work on it. I know during the season, it's not a time to sit back, you know, it's staying after practice and working on that extra move or getting in a couple of shots before the game that people may not see. And that's fine because it's just for you. If it's going to make me feel more comfortable during the game, then I'm going to do that. And I think just knowing that people are coming for your spot, it's, not that we're going to play Boston College and they're going to take it easy on us because they're number one or we're number one. Like, no, they want to be number one, you know? And I think just remembering that and just always trying your hardest. Now, last season, like your sophomore year, was another really impressive and good year for your team. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you guys came up short again in the ACC and NCAA tournament. What have you taken away from those losses in the past two seasons and how do you hope to build off them for this upcoming season? Like what is something that you think you guys need to do to sort of have more success um, in those, in those uh, tournament, big tournament games towards the end of like your runs? Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate how those games ended, but it just shows that any team can win really on any given day Uh, going forward. I think I don't want to speak for our team in general, because I know we all have different goals and, how we want to get there but for me personally I think just staying focused on each opponent and not thinking to the future if we're going to play in the final four we need to win that first game to get to the championship you know so not really thinking ahead of times and just mentally preparing for who I'm going to be marked on the team in general and just little details like that so I now want to transition to a segment I like to call five questions that have nothing to do with sports. And the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field. So first one is, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself and why? Hmm. It's a good question. Um, well, my favorite female actresses were would be Jennifer Aniston and Jennifer Lawrence. So I think probably one of them. Nice. Uh, Jennifer, let's just say that. So, (laughs) Uh, I don't know who would play me in a movie. Probably like Tom Cruise. I think that would be pretty cool. So I'll go with that. Maybe Ryan Gosling, even though we look absolutely nothing alike. I just want to brag to people that Ryan Gosling played me in a movie. So I'd probably. Now, what is the most underrated holiday and what's the most overrated holiday? Um, I think the most underrated would be Halloween. I love Halloween, so I think it always could grow. And then overrated Thanksgiving. That's a hot take. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people love Thanksgiving, but I'm just not a Thanksgiving person. I don't really like the food. (laughs) I think Thanksgiving's great because it it doesn't have to be like you can sort of make your own food. I I feel like Charlie Brown showed that when he (laughs) popcorn. Um, But like I just like watching football and just sort of having a day off in the week. Like there's nothing better than that. And it's sort of helped. It's sort of a nice sort of segue to the holiday season. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a huge Thanksgiving guy. <laughs> I would say my most overrated is probably um, New Year's Eve, just because you're sort of waiting for a clock to turn midnight, and then then that's True. over. It's sort of a bit overrated in my opinion. Yeah, I agree that I agree. Now I think you have the best off the field style on your team, but besides <laughs> yourself, who would you say has the best style on the Syracuse women's lacrosse team? Um, I think Superior Clark, she has some good fits. I like her style. What's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Huh. 
Actually, when I was driving up to school the other day, I listened to a podcast by Mel Robbins about self-doubt with her daughter, which I thought was really interesting and cool. What were some of the things that the podcast mentioned? I'm just curious about that. Well, the whole thing was about her daughter um, going through an experience where she felt like she was having the imposter syndrome. And so it just really talked about how to be comfortable with yourself and be honest with yourself. And I think that's honestly really important for something like me to understand being with so many talented people. You know, it's just something to keep in the back of your mind whenever you're not feeling the best about yourself. I would say the most interesting thing that I saw this week was I saw the Johnny Menzel documentary. I thought it was just pretty interesting seeing how he lived that crazy lifestyle, but still won the Heisman. And I just feel like you would never see something like that today. So I thought that was pretty interesting. (laughs) Now, last non-lacrosse question is, what is one item on your bucket list that you would like to do one day? Hmm. I think travel to Singapore or Dubai. Nice. I would say I'd love to travel to Hawaii, but unfortunately right now it's parts of it are under fire. So maybe when that's all figured out, I would (laughs) would like to go, but it looks like a beautiful place to visit. Yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you was, so when I was doing research for this interview, I saw one of the best pictures of all time. It was a game against Loyola where you absolutely destroyed this one girl. And I think it shows how women's lacrosse can also be very physical, just as the men's game. I just want to know if there was any sort of backstory to that picture, if it was sort of an accidental collision or just sort of like the defense that you try to play is a little more aggressive. No, it's definitely accidental. (laughs) I never would ever try to hurt anybody. (laughs) I think I just get really into the game and I'm really competitive. So I'm always trying to just get the ball back or something like that. Um, But the women's game definitely has been um, very physical, but that's, I think what we signed up for, you know, I take some hits in some games and, It's just the things that happen, you know, you got to be prepared for everything and make sure you're strong enough to handle it. Is that one of your favorite photos of yourself playing lacrosse? Because I feel like it's such a badass photo of you. I feel like you have to be respect. You have to respect it a little bit. I have to imagine. I don't know. I don't know. I have a couple of favorite photos. I don't know if I have one specific one, though. Well, as long as there, I don't know if there's any photos of you getting, receiving any hits, um, as long as there's none out. Oh, yeah. Oh, there is? Yeah. All right. All right. So it goes both ways. At least you have that one, though, to sort of counter um, yeah. with the sums that you do have. What's like the biggest hit you've ever received in your career when you when you think back to it? Um, Probably, I think it was my sophomore year, we played Notre Dame. And I just got like side taken out by a girl who I didn't even see. We kind of both collided Mm -hmm. and I just got the wind taken out of me. So I picked up my mouth guard, walked off the field, got some water, and then I went back on. (laughs) That's good. That's good that it wasn't too serious. So yeah. now what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? Um, I think personally, like televising more games, I think um, obviously many people have a TV and it's pretty easy to just turn on the channel and you see all these NFL games and like all these different men's things. And I just think there needs to be more lacrosse games televised during season. I absolutely agree with you. That's how I got into it was just going through the channels and finding new games. So I'm totally with you on that. And any advice you want to give to any of the younger players listening to this podcast on what it takes to sort of be a college lacrosse player like yourself? Um, for me personally, I think I would just say never give up and always push yourself further because you always can grow. I think also another thing that really has helped me is just not being afraid to ask questions. 
you know, there's always someone that's going to help you and who's going to want to see you be better and strive to, for that. So I think just being a, like being brave, you know, just always going for it, ask questions, be the person who wants to get better. Now, before we end this interview, Natalie, do you have any shout outs, shout outs you want to give to any of your family members, teammates, friends, and who should we have on the podcast next? Um, I'll give a shout out to my mom. Uh, she's always pushed me to be better and drives me around all the time to when I when I was younger to lacrosse tournaments. So I wouldn't be here without her. Um, and I think someone on my team that would be a great person on this podcast would be Delaney Schweitzer. Uh, she's a transfer from USC, and I think she's just grown to be great at Syracuse, and she came back for her fifth year, and I think she's going to absolutely kill it this year, and I see a lot of greatness coming from her. We'll definitely reach out and see what happens, but Natalie, I want to say thanks so much for taking time out of your day and coming on the podcast. I really yeah. appreciate your time. It means so much to myself. I think you're a great player, but an even better person, so I just want to hey. let you know that, and I'm super excited to see your team play um, next season. I wish you nothing but the best uh, with the season that's coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I had a great job.